come to this happy place. Welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For so today on Miles from Main Street, we're back from our big Disney vacation. Yay! Yay! I'm excited to talk about this. You have uh, you have done a bunch of things that have come up in the years since I was there. Not even a year. So I'm excited to hear what you got to do. Yeah. And, and like I've said before on the show with this trip, it was a lot of uh, things that I was really excited about. A lot of really great dining opportunities. Uh, that was... I feel like the last couple of trips have been kind of big dining trips for me. Uh, and, and Kristen and I kind of talked about this too. By the way, Kristen's here. Kristen, say hi. Hello. Uh, I, I'm so excited to get into this trip. I completely forgot that, that we finally have Kristen uh, on the podcast. She's happy to be here. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, the the past two trips have been real dining heavy. Uh so we'll we'll be able to kind of talk about that. Um and Genie Plus, of course, Genie Plus, we use Genie Plus a whole lot. So we'll be able to talk about that. Um and just kind of our our experiences along the way. Um anyways. If Kristen's not gonna talk, Moo will. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll get started. We we have uh, plenty of stories to tell, but our first story uh, has to do with getting to the plane. Uh, we won't bore you guys with a lot of um, details, uh, but basically, we're we're flying Spirit, and uh, if any of you know, uh, you have to get to Spirit flights forty five minutes before to check a bag, and we did not do that. <laughs> and we get there and like 15 minutes before probably 15 minutes before the plane leave <laughs> is it's supposed to depart um and uh i have to say uh kristen was the one that made made the whole trip happen in the first place because she would not take no for an answer uh pretty much um they told us that we needed to rebook a flight uh book a different flight and she pretty much just picked up the bags and was like, we're going to, we're going to try to make this flight, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I never, I never, I honestly never knew you could do something like that. It probably helps that that's not the first time that I've had that type of airport <laughs> experience. Um, I'm pretty notorious for getting to the airport very late. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, in in all honesty, she's the reason that first day happened because we were able to take our the bag we were going to check uh, straight up to uh, where our flight was, like our gate, and uh, they checked the bag at the gate uh, and then put it on the plane. Uh, I, I I never knew you could do something like that, um, and I th- I think we we got lucky because our our plane actually changed gates at one point so they were kind of behind putting people on the plane so lots of things had to fall in place for us to make this flight but uh we did and i'm and i'm happy we did well that is uh pretty exciting um yeah uh 
Michaela, you posted that you had a pretty, I don't know, adventurous start to your trip. So I was curious how that worked out. Yeah. And it's funny. I, uh, just so that the listeners know, I really haven't other than a couple things, um, uh, I was documenting most of what I was doing on Snapchat, but Brian and I haven't had any time to like, like go over everything. So he's hearing all of this stuff just as, as I'm talking about it right now. Yeah. And so we're actually recording a night early cause I couldn't wait. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so uh, the first night in, in Disney, we got, we landed around, um, was it like one o'clock? One thirty. Yeah, about one thirty. Um, we caught an Uber. Um, that's that's one thing that I've been doing now the past couple trips, and actually, even since before um, Magical Express uh, was gone, I had been doing this just because um, it's just a lot easier to. I think that the first time I did it was because my uh, family took the bags, and then I think it was me and my brother ended up just going straight to the parks. Um, so if, if all you have are like backpacks and stuff that you want to take to the parks, you can just go straight to the parks from, uh, the airport using an Uber. But, um, that's something that, that I've been doing for a while anyway. So I was able to catch an Uber from the airport, which was actually really easy. Uh, it was a little too easy. We, we were still waiting for bags, uh, when, when the Uber showed up. So, um, and actually we, uh, I should specify we used Lyft. Uh, the entire time. And um, that's also because um, Disney used to have um, like a contract or something with Lyft. Um, their, their minivans, minivans, many air quotes, um, used to be Lyfts. Uh, so for some reason, Lyft is just a lot cheaper in Orlando than Uber is. And how much was your Lyft ride? Uh, both Lyfts, well, actually, the first lift was around um, like thirty five dollars uh, from the airport to All Star Movies. The second lift that we took from the Universal Hotel to the airport was at like four in the morning, five in the morning, and that was a sixty five dollar lift. Uh, and I'm guessing that's just because it was so early in the morning. So that might be something to think about. Um, and kind of factor that in that possibly if you're taking a lift super early in the morning, those um, prices are going to be higher. And remind me of distances universal. Um, I can't believe I just had to say that uh, is universal farther from the airport. Actually universal is closer. Uh, universal is only about 20 minutes uh, to the airport. Whereas Disney's around 30, 35 minutes. And remind me, Universal is some other type of like place you want to visit down there, or I don't know this. This is I have some aversion to this. What what's going on here? We we will get to that in due time, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have plenty to say about about Universal versus Disney. Uh, but um, moving on t- uh, to our day that day, uh, we basically we were able to. Um, kind of hang out, hang around um, Disney property. We went to um, Disney Springs for a little bit. And then we had our first um, really magical experience at Disney. And that was at uh, California Grill. And uh, that place is just insane. Uh, it was definitely the fanciest um, dinner that we had there. And that's 
that's saying something because we had some pretty great uh, reservations on this trip. Uh, but it, this this one was was way above a lot of the other places that we went to. And I've been telling you that this is the place to go. And I, you know, I'm always telling everybody get your get your reservation for fireworks. Show up early so that you can possibly get a spot at the window. Um, so I'm I'm so happy to hear that you guys had a great experience there. Uh, I did get a snap from you that showed some fireworks. I know you had missed the Magic Kingdom fireworks, but you caught a little bit of harmonious. It looked like. Yeah, you you can definitely see both fireworks. Uh, harmonious, you you don't really see that much of. You just kind of see that there's fireworks in the distance. Uh, but we enjoyed that, and we also enjoyed uh, after we ate our dinner, which was which was very good. Um, we we kind of went uh, not out out of our comfort zones, but like we didn't order like the typical, I, I would have ordered a steak, but I knew I was having steak the next day. Uh, so I ordered pork. Uh, the pork was good. Um, it, it wasn't like life changing, but it was very good. Um, and then Kristen, you had uh, like a seafood dish. Yeah. I had like a seafood soup for my entree. Um, and it was good. I wasn't like amazed by it. I was amazed by the sushi. They had good sushi. <laughs> Best yeah. she've ever had, yeah. <laughs> uh, she had, yeah. I, I had some of that sushi too, and and Brian, uh, I think I told you I'm I'm starting to get into sushi, so I I very much enjoyed that sushi too. Uh, I also had, I believe it's the lobster bisque, mm-hmm. that was like the like one of the signature things from California Grill, uh, and Kristen had some too. We we basically split all of the stuff we ate at <laughs> Disney. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. That was very, very good. That's a trick that I've often, um, told couples when they're going is that you can save a lot of money by just splitting the meals because it's so much you can just split them. We've done that. Uh, interestingly, I had another friend down there last week as well. Um, and they ended up at big river grill, which is over in the boardwalk area for dinner. And I, it reminded me and I told him that the same thing is get the meatloaf and they actually split it for us. And when they split it and they brought it out, it was so big. I said, this is split. And he said, yeah, we split it out for you. I'm like, holy cow. So um, yeah, you can definitely save some money by splitting meals. Definitely. So um, <clears throat> we had our meal. Uh, one thing to to note about California grill uh, is that it's very fancy and um, honestly, some of the best and most attentive service I've ever had at um, a restaurant before. And I, I think that just kind of show like just kind of like that's because it's so fancy. It's just got it's just got that like lure of of fancy and like upstanding um, feel to to the restaurant. Um, and so that I mean. I thought it was amazing, but I, I, I guess it's just something that like with fancy restaurants, that's what happens. But it was, it was very cool uh, to have somebody um, to have somebody giving a service that way. Cause I've really never had that before. Uh, we also had a table next to the, um, the kitchen, which it's like an open air kitchen. So you can kind of see like what everybody's doing. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, so it was, it was a really fun experience. Uh, and honestly, probably the most fun I had was actually going outside to like the, the outside areas where people go and watch the fireworks. 
And like, there weren't any fireworks happening. We just had these amazing views uh, of the parks. Uh, so if you're at California grill, uh, definitely take some time and go out there. Even, even if there's nothing going on, um, go out there and take a look at these amazing views um, that you can get at California grill. Yeah. We were so enamored with magic kingdom that I didn't even go over to the other side of the restaurant and look around at all. I should have done that next time. Yeah, we, we were actually able, and this is kind of funny having somebody who is also, uh, very into Disney, uh, with me because I was ready to just kind of like peace out. Like when we were done, like I was just ready to like get on the elevator. Uh, and all of a sudden Kristen kind of like pulls me, uh, pulls me back and we start looking at all of the amazing art that they had on the walls. Cause it was all this like history of the California grill and all of these like old pictures, uh, for the, for the 50th anniversary and everything. Um, so th- that was really cool. I don't, I don't think I even mentioned that to her that, that she did that for me, but, uh, that was really cool that we were able to kind of like stop and look at, it was like, it's the very first wall as you walk in that was just plastered with, um, pictures uh old pictures from california grill so that was really cool to see too that was probably my favorite part to see like the history of it all because i love disney i also love history um and the combination is really cool because the pictures um like it the it looked it looked the same but different it's hard to explain like it still looks like it's like that um 1971 vibe, but just a little updated. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that too. Um, so that was, uh, that was the end of our first night. Um, and it was, I mean, what a way to start a trip, uh, at one of the most, uh, the fanciest, uh, restaurants that you can go to pretty much on Disney property. Um, that was really great. Um, we we again uh ubered back because actually our or our lifted back uh our reservation was for um nine o'clock and so by that time i think there were still buses um at the bus depot for uh magic kingdom uh but we just didn't want to want to risk it risk uh walking over there and then missing one of the buses because at that point it had been past like 45 minutes, the usual that they keep uh, buses running after parks, uh, parks are closed. Uh, so we ended up uh, lifting back to the hotel, uh, which you might have to do uh, if you do have a, a really late uh, reservation at some of these hotels. Uh, because typically if you're going from hotel to hotel, you have to go back to like a park or Disney Springs or something like that. Uh, and then c- connect to a bus that's taking you back to uh, your hotel. Um, so that's, that's one thing that we did. Uh, we probably could have um, gotten ourselves to Disney Springs and caught a late night bus, uh, but we just didn't really want to mess with that at that point. And also it was cold outside. We hit Florida on the coldest week of the year. I yeah. In five years, even. <laughs> Yeah, we we haven't even mentioned that, and 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 uh, yeah, that that first night it was already like pretty cold, um, and we, I mean, coming from Wisconsin, like we had jackets, and like I I thank God I like packed a couple pairs of pants, uh, because I don't I think I wore shorts once, 
Uh, and it was the, the final, like the one time it hit 70 at, at Florida and we thought the weather was amazing. Um, but there, I, I had all these shorts and I didn't wear them because it was so cold out. I've got a friend that, um, they said they were actually camping Saturday night, which ended up being the coldest night in five years in Florida. So they had been down there or out camping with a bunch of like Boy Scouts or something. Oof. Yeah. We, we were, we were in a park, uh, on Saturday. Uh, we're not, we're not going to talk about it that much, but we were, we were in universal, um, on that Saturday and we ended up rage quitting on, on universal cause it was so cold. Um, so yeah, we ended our day early uh, out at Universal, but we'll we'll get to that a little later. Um, so our first day uh, in the parks was Epcot, and we had kind of been going back and forth on Epcot whether or not we wanted to use Genie Plus uh, because at one point we were of the mind that we were just going to use Genie Plus on all the days. Uh, because we were down there and we wanted to get as much out of the parks as, as we uh, could. Uh, and then we kind of started to go back and forth. Well, okay, maybe we only use Genie Plus in Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom because those are going to be the real busy parks. Um, but I uh, at kind of not really at the last minute, um, we decided to use Genie Plus at Epcot also uh, just because of um, all the things we wanted to get done Um and uh just kind of utilizing that and i i feel um that that was a great idea mainly because so epcot wasn't really that busy uh and because of that the thing we were able to do is is um once we got to our rolling fast pass like once we used um, or rolling lightning lane. Uh, once we used the one that we booked early in the morning, which was probably, I think it was for like really early, like it was probably for like 11 o'clock. Uh, once we used that, it kind of turned into like, like we had the ability to book things. We were, we, we were able to book lightning lanes, like, f- like two, five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes before we were able to like get on, uh, to rides. So we would basically just kind of go into Genie Plus, see what ride we wanted to ride. And most of the time they had lightning lanes for like five to 10 minutes uh, later. So we would just select that, go to the ride and get into the lightning lane and then use it. And then we'd be able to book another one. Um, And I'm pretty sure this is just because like that park just really wasn't that busy that day. Um, so we we basically just kind of used it as like a skip the line that day. Uh, and I feel like that, that worked out really well for us uh, because we barely stood in long lines at all uh, that day. Uh, I thought that maybe if had we not used Genie Plus, there would have been a couple uh, abnormally, uh, abnormally long lines for smaller attractions maybe, or like really big ones uh, because we did rope drop um test track we kind of rope brought test test track that was it um was uh unavailable uh as soon as we got into the park uh because it was down so we rode um mission Mission space Space, uh and we have something to say about that too but um yeah the the way we use genie plus uh on that slow day worked out really really well for us um at epcot now 
we did also book the individual lightning lanes. So we already had time slots for Remy's and for Frozen. So we didn't have to worry about waiting in those lines. And honestly, those were those were the longest lines in the park at that point anyways. And so kind of everybody was funneling in there. And um, that was that was really nice to not have to worry about uh, at rope drop. Uh, we were able to kind of like go to wherever we wanted because most everybody was funneling over to, to Remy's and Frozen uh, during that point. So um, I would I mean, and, and this is the funny thing is that I would highly suggest um, even on slightly not too busy days for Epcot doing Genie Plus, just because of the sheer convenience uh, of it for us, uh, and maybe and maybe we would have had the same kind of experience had we not done Genie Plus. But just how how great it was to be able to just book fast, book <laughs> um, Lightning Lanes for like five minutes prior, uh, like was was great. So. Um, that was the way that we utilized Genie Plus at Epcot. Um, we are going to mention um, Mission Space uh, because uh, we it wasn't really an incident, but um, we that was the first ride we went on, and uh, I took my Dramamine. Uh, Kristen did not, and uh, <laughs> she was not feeling too great after that ride. And uh, I, I kept telling her, I was like, "We don't, we don't have to do this one like right away," uh, but it was the ride right next to test track that we were able to get on. So, and she, and she was kind of gung ho about getting on it. And then after we rode it, um, just was kind of regretting that. We also rode mission orange. Um, and I guess a side note, so I'm a huge Disney fan, but this was only my third time ever being at Disney. So I feel like I'm definitely not, on par with Kylo and Brian for what they know, but I do watch a lot of YouTube. So um, I feel like I, I did pretty well keeping up with Kylo, of like where to go, what to do, but I was so excited to ride um, Mission Orange because when I went three years ago, I had no problems with motion sickness, but this trip, it was just awful for me. And uh, I, I have to say she was definitely a trooper uh, with a lot of that because um, Brian, you had mentioned with mission space that like you ride that in the beginning of the day and it could possibly ruin your day. Um, and she, she didn't really let that happen, but I could tell that it kind of like put a little dampener on a lot of what we did. So we definitely made sure that uh, we were taking our Dramamine uh, the rest of the trip. Uh, and so that's just a kind of another thing to think about when you're going to the parks uh not when you're in advanced advanced age as if like we're not really at an advanced age we're pretty much in our 30s uh but that might be something to think about uh if you haven't been to a theme park in a while or if you haven't ridden some of these rides in a while they may affect you uh in a bad way uh, and they, it may affect you differently than it did uh, when you were young and you were going to these parks. Um, so that is definitely something to think about, especially especially with uh, Mission Space, because that's, that's the one uh, that will really get you. So you got in Test Track and Mission Space, it sounds like, right in the morning. Um, how was Remy's? 
we basically just walked on because like I said we had the individual lightning lane so it's kind of sad that we like missed um like basically all of the queue probably of walking through it um it was a cute ride I feel like if I was feeling better I would probably have different thoughts but it like the virtual screens and the glasses was just kind of rough for me after going on mission space. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, uh, I should mention this as well. Um, when we booked these lightning lanes, um, it was one of the easiest things I've done. Uh, and I think I've mentioned this before um, on the podcast. If you just wake up early and you're in there, like ready to go to like select what you want, you pretty much got a pick of, of what you can get. Um, when it comes to dining or these individual lightning lanes, I was in there uh, at 7 a.m. and I was able to book. And I think I actually uh, I booked Remy's right away. That was the very first one I got. Uh, I think that was like 11 uh, a.m. or something like that, kind of around there, uh, maybe even earlier. Uh, but then after that, I went in to book Frozen because that was another uh, individual lightning lane. Uh, and I could book it for whenever. Uh, I think like 9am was an option at that point. And so I actually, <laughs> I went backwards because I knew, um, uh, I knew that we weren't going to be back in that area, um, until later. So I, I, I think I booked it for like, uh, like 2pm or something like that. So, um, yeah, if you, if you guys just wake up early, uh, and, uh, try to get these lightning lanes uh it's it's actually really really easy uh it used to be harder when they had those virtual queues which actually i don't think any rides have virtual queues anymore i actually think remy's used to have a virtual queue um but i i don't think it does anymore because i was just able to book uh the lightning lane uh right away um so yeah it's just just wake up early um be there, uh, be coherent when, when you need to book these lightning lanes and you'll pretty much get, uh, what you want. Um, so that's my big, big tip for, uh, genie plus and booking these individual lightning lanes. And if you have more than one person in your group, um, Kylo would always book the individual lightning lane. And then I would book, um, just like the genie plus, which actually when I would book those, I feel like those slots filled up quicker than the individual lightning lanes, because some days we didn't get our first genie plus ride until like the afternoon, but then they have the two hour rule. So two hours after the park opened, then you can start like booking more and stacking more onto that. Yeah. So, um, Epcot worked out really well uh, for Genie Plus. Uh, the other thing we did at Epcot with, was La Cellier. And this was super exciting for me because this is one of those restaurants that I would hear about all the time. And people would say, oh, my God, it's amazing. And Brian would rub it in my face talking about about all the times that he has been to La Cellier and how amazing it is. Um, and and honestly, it it was really, really good. Um, I thought the, the ambiance, I, I really enjoyed the ambiance, uh, just kind of knowing the backstory and like knowing what it was supposed to be. 
Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. I, I, I thought it was very cool. Um, but yeah, just some, some amazing steaks. Um, some amazing food. We had, we had the beer cheese soup. Um, and we, I mean, I dipped all sorts of breads into it. It was very good. Um, yeah, just, just another amazing, um, Disney meal experience. Uh, and it was, it was very cool to kind of like check off a whole bunch of these bucket list things just like on this one trip. Um, and there's, there had always been kind of like a, like this shadow over, over La Salle. Like I've, I'd never been there. And so it was very cool to kind of like take that off and, and uh, finally be able to do it um, and say that I've been there, but yeah, just amazing food. Um, not as good service at this place but but you kind of have to understand that you're you're in a park i feel like it's a little easier with some of these restaurants that are at hotels to let things slow down and just kind of like let you um enjoy your meal not that i that we didn't enjoy our meal uh but uh at the theme parks it definitely kind of feels like like here here's your meal uh, like, are you enjoying meal? Good. Okay. Uh, and then they just, they try to get you out. Not, not that they were trying to like usher us out, uh, but you, you definitely got the feeling that, um, that you were in a theme park and like, they were trying to get to all of these people. Um, so that's, that's, that's one thing that we experienced with La Cellier. Um, service was a little, a little quicker than it was at, well, a lot quicker than it was at California Grill. Well, that kind of feeds into, I think how Tammy and I operate where we don't even want to eat at a restaurant in a park now, because I think we're kind of sitting there going, all right, let's move on. You know? So if they are kind of hurrying things along, I think that might play into play into it too. Like you're going to have people that are like, okay, time to move on. I got to get to my next thing. So. And I kind of feel that same way. I think, Kyle and I talked about for our next trip, we would try to do less um, sit-down dining reservations. But now that I think about it, I really want to try Space 220. (laughs) Yeah, there was definitely, there was at one point, um, uh, at one of the the dining experiences that we had uh, at Ohana, um, we had talked about that, I think, like the day or maybe like earlier that day that we were like, yeah, maybe, maybe we, we do less uh, like sit, sit down restaurants and do more quick service stuff. Uh, Cause we had a lot of good luck at some good quick service places. Um, and then we went to Ohana and, <laughs> and Kristen was like, yeah, never mind, <laughs> Cause we had <laughs> some amazing, amazing food there. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, uh, Epcot, we, we had a lot of fun. Um, we were able to utilize Genie Plus really well there, uh, just kind of because of uh, the crowds and everything. Um, we didn't, one thing that we didn't do, which I think we're kind of regretting a little bit, but we'll be able to do it on other trips, uh, is we didn't uh, have a lot of like food from the food booths. Uh, I think we, we had, what was it, um, like grilled cheese and tomato soup? At Pop Eats, where the sold-out figment popcorn bucket was, I th- he's not I think- bitter at all. <laughs> I got one, <laughs> not from the parks, from eBay. Yeah, we 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 definitely did that. 
I got suckered in. <laughs> um, I think I think at one point, um, somebody actually walked into line with a figment popcorn bucket, and I was like, "They're coming back to the scene of the crime." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was the only like festival booth that we stopped at for quick service. We did get Joffrey's coffee. Um, because Kylo was getting a discount being D23. Um, what else did we eat that day? So we, we had Joffrey's coffee and, um, Brian, I can tell you that, that the Joffrey's coffee that we had, uh, at Epcot was restoring my faith in Joffrey's coffee. (laughs) Um, we actually got two fancy drinks, um, I think I got like the 50th, it had like fruit loops on it. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, but then Kristen also got, um, mine had the fruit loops on it. Oh yeah. Hers had the fruit loops on it. Um, and then actually, yeah, mine was like the 50th drink. It was like the iridescent, it had iridescent sprinkles on it or something like that. Uh, we also got the, I, I love, this is one thing that I've always loved from Joffrey's was, is the giant donut. Um, so we got one of those two, uh, and, uh, that was really good. Yeah. I don't think we had any other snacks that day, which is sad because there's so many snacks to be eaten. Yeah. We, I think, I mean, and La Cellier is kind of a heavy, heavy meal. Uh, we had that around like three twenty, Uh, and I think after that, it was just kind of like drinks and, and little things here and there, but we didn't, um, I know, I think I got popcorn at some point, uh, but nothing, um, like nothing too big. We weren't, we were, we didn't really go through the, um, all of the different food booths, uh, and, and hit a bunch of food at the festival. So that's one thing that we kind of regret doing, but, um, Again, it's it's definitely something that that we'll be able to do again at some point. But um, that's something to keep in mind is if you are going to have dinner at one of the amazing sit down restaurants, that might kind of like be your dinner. Whereas uh, you could totally put together a dinner with all of these food booths that are happening uh, during a festival that's happening at at Epcot. So it's kind of like, which one do you want to do? Do you want to assemble a dinner? Uh, with the food booths or do you want to have uh, a dinner at one of the sit-down restaurants? And and for me, I've always liked to do the sit-down restaurants at Epcot just because there's there's so many to choose from and they're all amazing. Um, so I think that's kind of why I've always been partial to um, eating my my meals there. So you finished up your day at Epcot. Um, do you use buses to get back to the hotel? Yeah. Um, we, we bust back to the hotel um, and then pretty much like went right to sleep because we were having another real early day. Uh, we were trying to um, hit up the parks uh, during the extra magic hour, the early extra magic hours for the hotels. Um, and those were, were, um, 30 minutes before, uh, which honestly, um, with Epcot, we were able to kind of, um, get done what we kind of wanted to get done, which was, we were able to get two rides, um, not even technically two rides, because I think the park was 
had just been opening uh, when we got in line for test track and test track kept while we were in line for test track, it kept breaking down. Um, and so that was one thing that we had to deal with. Um, but for the most part with, with those 30 minutes, if you, if you plan things correctly, uh, you can get done uh, a good amount of things. Um, but uh, our next day was animal kingdom. And um, that's kind of when the rain started uh, in Orlando. And so it was kind of like a, a gloomy rainy day uh, and it also got cold. Uh, so we ended up wearing ponchos most of the day. Um, and, uh, Oh, this was, this was something that, that um, we didn't mention uh, at Epcot, but we probably should mention. Um, and it was something silly that we had to figure out at the end of our, um, our trip, but we actually bought memory maker. Um, and so we had photo pass stuff and um, Kristen had been tapping her magic band for all of the photo pass stuff. And so whenever I went into my account, I couldn't see any of those pictures. So, so we were like, Oh, we need to get that, that figured out. We need to have her added to my memory maker. Uh, but turns out <laughs> you actually just have to hit uh, a tab in photo pass or in, in memory maker to see everyone. So if somebody's connected to your account and they tap their magic band, um, it will still show up on your account. There's just a little tab that you have to hit just, uh, and it says, see everyone. Um, so that was one thing that, that we thought we needed to figure out, but turns out um, Disney already thought of that. Um, so that, that was one thing that we, we thought was weird, but we, we were utilizing that a lot. And there are a good amount of spots um, in all of the parks to be able to take pictures. Uh, and every so often, um, I think it was raining, uh, when we did the first one, uh, and we actually just found uh, a, a photo pass uh, person just like under a ledge or something. And we were like, are you taking pictures? Uh, and I'm thinking she was just trying to stay out of the rain, but she was like, oh yeah, I'm just doing close up pictures. <laughs> and so she just like took a couple pictures of us close up. Uh, but that's what you can do uh, is like anytime you really see them around, uh, approach them and ask them to take a picture. Uh, there were a lot of times where like parks were closing or even in hotels, like they had photo pass people uh, at the Grand Flirt- Grand Floridian to take pictures. Um, that's what they were there for. Um, so really, really, anytime you see them, um, ask for a picture because if you're seeing them, then they're they're on the job. They're there to take pictures. Um, uh, so that was that was fun to be able to do. You can also look up um, the photo pass locations on my Disney experience. You can just uh, know that they're not always accurate and there's usually more than what's out there. So, but so um, animal kingdom, we uh, actually, we were able to get um, an individual attraction uh, for flight of passage. Uh, and then I think that was the only one that was running because the Yeti um, Everest uh, wasn't running, of course. And that was, that's like my favorite ride there. Um, so it's sad, but that uh, flooded passage was the only individual lightning lane uh, that we were able to get. Uh, we did uh, genie plus at this park as well, or no, we, we didn't. 
uh, th- this was the only park that we didn't do Genie Plus at. Just um, the individual lightning lane. Just, just the individual lightning lane that we did. Um, so we were able to book that. Um, and then what was the other uh, lightning lane that we booked for that day? That was the only one because that was the only individual lightning lane available. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's all. Yeah. So we rope dropped Navi River Journey. And then after that, we went and did the safari, mm-hmm. which I was kind of nervous about with it being raining and cold, but we actually got to see a lot of cool things happening with the animals. Yeah. And, and that's something that this is honestly the second uh, safari in a row that I've been on that I, I really enjoyed. Um, and again, we hit it early in the morning. Uh, so apparently that's just what you got to do is, is go on the safari early in the morning. Cause that's kind of when animals are doing stuff. I think there were a couple of times that we had giraffes in the way. So we just kind of had to like sit and wait for giraffes uh, to move. And then when we got up to where the giraffe was, they were just like right next to the road. So we had this giraffe right next to our our vehicle. So that was really cool. Very cool. So uh, after that, we we hit up a couple uh, couple more rides. Uh, We did notice, I mean, the, the wait times, we're a little more than we were experiencing at Epcot. However, um, it definitely felt like you re- you didn't necessarily need Genie Plus uh, for this park. Um, I'm trying to think of like the longest line that we stood in really at this park. Was it? It's tough to be a bug. That's kind of what I was thinking <laughs> that it might have been. It's tough, and that's actually probably just because it's a show. So the first show was going. Uh, while we were waiting for it. So um, that's kind of what I thought too. Like maybe it was just as tough to be a bug. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, we really didn't uh, wait in too long of lines. Um, that might've also been because it was rainy and it was cold. Um, however, it was, it was cold and I don't think it, I actually think it rained maybe a couple times at um, Hollywood studios, but that didn't really deter people for, from Hollywood studios. Um, but yeah, we we feel like you really didn't need to do um, Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom. Uh, that may be different when it's when it's busy. Obviously, I I, I think obviously I would suggest anytime you, you're going to be going during the busy season to to use um, Genie Plus, um, and it might just be because. Um, Expedition Everest wasn't running, so there wasn't like that other real big ride that we needed to get on. However, even when it was running, I was hearing um, tales of it only if still only being like a fifteen minute wait time. So um, that that that's going to be interesting to see what happens when it does come back online and see if it does get those long wait times. But yeah, for the mo- for the most part, we uh, we were able to navigate the whole. Uh, the whole park without Genie Plus uh, and really not have to wait too long anywhere. Um, one thing we did uh, that was new to me uh, and that I was actually very excited about uh, was we went to um, Festival of the Lion King. Yes, uh, that was very fun. Uh, that And actually, honestly, that was one thing that we didn't wait too long to get in there. Uh, but there was one time that we walked by the queue line for that. And it was like stretching out to like Pandora. (laughs) 
And so we were like, okay, maybe we don't go to this show. But that's the thing about Festival of the Lion King is if there's one show that looks super crazy busy, uh, it's going to happen again in about 30 or so minutes. Um, and so that's kind of what we did. We uh, And actually when we went back, which I think it was for the next show, um, we were able to just kind of like walk in and just walk into the queue. Um, so uh, that was very cool. Festival of the Lion King uh, uh, definitely would recommend. I very, very much enjoyed that. Uh, the performers were great. Um, I've seen videos of it. They're not doing any of like the trapeze stuff. Um, I definitely saw those trapeze people around kind of performing, uh, but they don't, they don't do any of that stuff. Uh, but kind of everything else for the most part, for, from what I understand, uh, is still going on. Um, it was very cool to kind of see that they have like floats that come out, um, that with all, all the characters on it. So it was very cool to kind of see all of them. Um, and just the, the whole thing was, was, a uh, uh, a very fun experience. Um, so it was very cool to be able to do that for the first time. I love that show. It's a great show. Um, yeah, I'm glad you were able to see it. Um, I, I wish it would get some of that trapeze stuff back, but, uh, in due time, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think, did you so- finish a whole day there? Yeah, we we actually did. And it was funny. I think that at one point during the day, we were thinking, hey, are we actually going to do a whole day here? Um, And we were actually able to do kind of like fill the day uh, with 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 things. Uh, So we were able to we uh, the very last thing we did um, was go to uh, what's that lounge called? Nomad. Nomad Lounge. Um, which was very cool. And um, I actually have a couple of things to say about it. And it's not so much about Nomad Lounge. It's kind of more about the experience of being um, a Disney person who lives far away from the parks and a Disney person who lives right at the parks. And so this is, this is very much relevant to our podcast. And we'll probably talk about it at length. But Nomad Lounge was very cool. Um, and being in there was fun. I th- I think just from the clout, I was excited about being there because you, you you always hear about how amazing Nomad Lounge is and how everybody likes it. I don't know. Like I, it was very cool. It was very fun to be there. Uh, but I feel like it's more exciting for locals. Uh, and so I feel like we're gonna try to to talk about that at length a little bit more. Uh, but that was one thing that I kind of like realized uh maybe it was the end of the day uh and i was thinking a little bit more and and maybe my drink was maybe maybe making me think a little bit more uh but that was one thing that that i kind of thought about was like hey like this is fun but i'm not blown away by this but people talk about this place all the time about how amazing it is um so that that'll be something that that we explore further uh in this podcast uh it's very relevant to the things that we do uh, but that was kind of my experience. I, I enjoyed it. It didn't knock my socks off. Um, and maybe it's just because it's, it's, it was just kind of like a bar to us. Like it wasn't this like new fun place to go uh, at the parks. It was just kind of like, like a lounge that we were able to go to. Um, and so just kind of thinking about how a normal, like, like, and we, we would say this all the time, like would normies 
come in here and be blown away by it or, or, or would they just kind of walk in, ask for a drink and be like, Oh, that, that drink was pretty good. Um, and not know that they were just in nomad lounge that all the YouTubers talk about. So, um, that was one thing that kind of occurred to me while we were in there, but we, we did do nomad lounge. Um, uh, we very much enjoyed them, uh, that right before nomad lounge, we actually got our two popcorn buckets, the, the popcorn buckets we actually bought in the parks. Um, so we actually, uh, this was kind of a fun memory that I had was just downing popcorn, uh, underneath an umbrella while it was raining. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, that's, we, we hit up Nomad Lounge. Um, right around that time, it had finally start, started to get dark. Um, and so we were able to, to go over to the Tree of Life. And um, they have all of these fun projections that they put on to the Tree of Life at the end of the day. And Kristen wanted to kind of uh, wait around and, and watch a couple of them. Uh, so we had a lot of fun doing that. And at that point, it was the end of the night. And uh, I think we were there till park close. Uh, which was 7 a.m. Uh, the park was open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yes. Or did I say 7 a.m.? You did. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yes. 7, 7 p.m. Uh, so so we, we were there, there from uh, open to close. Um, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, even though it was cold and rainy, uh, we were able to make it happen. We actually, Brian... Uh, one of the things that we did um, was we took that path that kind of takes you up close to the tree. Uh, and we were able to kind of go through that and look at all of the cool things there. Um, so that was one thing, uh, one of the many things that I, I did that I have never done before. So, I think the other two things that I enjoyed, even in the cold rain, was um, walking through the gorilla falls mm -hmm. um we were able to see a mom and baby gorilla so that was pretty cool and the other thing that i made a huge effort to see was kite tails <laughs> <laughs> um we actually missed the one that we wanted to see because we waited a little bit too long to get our bill um after eating at yak and yetis but we were able to catch the next one um, and we sat there in the rain, in the cold, but it was actually pretty cool. And they still, they still will do kite tails if it's raining. That's true. Um, and, but I've actually heard that a couple of times they, they will cancel kite tails if it's raining too much, Boo. maybe if there's lightning, uh, but yeah, it was raining and we were there and we sat and watched kite tails. So it definitely does still happen if it's raining. Um, but yeah, it's. I have to say, um, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that like I wasn't too excited about kite tails. Uh, and it's, and I'll say it again, it's really nice to have somebody with me who's also into Disney who knows these things. Because uh, I honestly, I probably wouldn't have gone and seen it on my own. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. Um, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's different. Um, it's not like your typical sit and watch fireworks and it's not your typical, like sit and watch castle show. Um, but it was fun. Like I, I have to say, like I was skeptical about it and I was kind of poo pooing it when it first came out. Uh, but like, I can see the appeal. Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. I'd probably watch it again. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's saying a lot. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it was definitely something that I didn't think was going to be very good. But 
it it held up. It was pretty good. Yeah, I would probably watch it again the next time we go. Um just because I think that they do different movie scenes because we saw, I think it was mainly just the jungle book. Um, so like Baloo was in it and like the elephants were like marching around at one point. Um, but I know that they also do the Lion King. They have big um, Lion King inflatables and maybe a couple other movies. I'm not sure. But yeah, we, uh, we saw Kite Tales. Uh, Kite Tales holds up. Um I don't know if it's better than Rivers of Light, uh, but from what I've heard of Rivers of Light, it's probably better than Rivers of Light. Um, But yeah, um, we did that. We also, um, so the dining at the park, we had a reservation for Yak and Yeti, uh, which um, I enjoyed. I I thought it was pretty good. Um, We did have a little trouble with getting our bill. So it's actually quite the opposite uh, issue with Le Cellier was um, this guy just didn't, come back with our bill very quick um but that's also a um that's a landry's restaurant so it's not technically a uh like disney run restaurant um which honestly i mean i'm a landry's fan like you guys know that um i like landry's restaurants um that that is um and uh and rainforest cafe is landry's um and so I'm a, I'm a Landry's fan. Like I, you, you could you could put me in the fan club for it. Um, so I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely is kind of a different vibe than than the other Landry's restaurants. Um, and I feel like it, I mean it's put together a little bit better. Uh, and there's a pretty decent ambiance in there. Um, it doesn't feel kind of that that same like like weird vibe where it's kind of like fast foody. Um, but but I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the food was good. Um, the only issue that we really had was we couldn't get our bill fast enough because we wanted to go see Kite Tales. Um, but yeah, we that was um, our one reservation that we had there. We also ate at um, uh, Avatar Land. Uh, I always forget what this restaurant is called. Satuli Canteen. Uh, Satuli Canteen. Um, yes, this... This is the third time I've eaten there, uh, and it's always really good. Um, we got the the cheesecake uh, that was very good. I always kind of this is funny. I I always surprise whoever I'm with with that cheesecake. Um, I surprised uh, my brother and sister both times. Uh, I just like end up putting it on the bill, and then I show up and I'm like, "Hey, we got cheesecake," uh, and I should pr- surprise Kristen with it. Um, but yeah, that 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 food is always very good. Uh, I always very much enjoy that. And we actually found this out. We made our, um, uh, we ordered our food uh, before Satuli Canteen was open. So we actually kind of like headed over there. We actually kind of did this by mistake. We didn't even know it wasn't open yet, but we headed over there uh, and we were like one of the first people waiting outside the door uh, before it opened, we weren't really, we weren't waiting there for too long. It was maybe like five minutes, uh, but they opened the doors and we were like one of the first people to get our food. We we're like one of the first people in there for the day. Uh, so that was fun. We were, we were able to sit where we wanted to and uh, enjoy our meal there. Uh, it was, it was cold. Again, I'm going to reiterate for, for, for the people who are listening, it was cold at Disney uh, and we actually, uh, after we got done with the, our drinks in there, uh, we filled up with hot chocolate and coffee. Um, the coffee wasn't that great. Uh, I think we threw the coffee away. 
Um, but um, we did that and then we kind of like went on, uh, went on with our day, but those are, those are the two places that we ate. And then we had um, drinks at Nomad at the end of the day. Um, so that was kind of, those were our dining experiences. Um, and I, and this was the first time I, I had a sit down restaurant at animal kingdom. Um, and I, and I he always hear good things. Uh, and so I was happy that I was able to do that, um, and have that experience because it, it was very good. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a fun experience to be able to do that. So we want to hear about the times that you've been to Disney and, um, trip reports that you want to give us. Yeah, it would be great to have you guys give us an email, uh, miles from main street podcast at gmail.com. Let us know, um, if you've been there, we want to hear what kinds of tips you might have along with those trip reports. Uh, so reach out and let us know so we can get you on the show and we can talk about that. Also, uh, be sure you're hitting up our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok accounts. You'll find those linked within the show notes. Um, they are quite easy to find and we're pretty active on them. So please, uh, Come on out and join us for the conversation there. Until next time. Some live close. And others don't. So let's talk about it. We'll see you next time on Miles from Main Street. 